Gearing up for final season? Don't miss a minute of the action. Settle in in front of the big screen at one of Australian venue company's legendary sports pubs. Find your nearest venue at ozvenueco.com.au. Welcome back to Getting Up with Gareth Hall on this Thursday morning. Each and every Thursday during the spring, we'll be catching up with Dean Evans from Winning Edge Investments. And it's always great to catch up with Dino and pick his brain before the features coming up this weekend. Dino, hello to you. And uh, boy, I can't wait for a couple of races. The Sir Rupert Clark and of course the George Main and the Shorts. Um, there's a few races that um, are mouthwatering, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Look, a, a fantastic uh, days racing again. The Rupert Clark it's going to be a capacity field of 16. There's, there's, there's 20 uh, accepted for emergencies and, and, you know, in handicapped conditions, that's always a very competitive race and you can often throw a blanket over the over the finish. The George Main is just a you know incredible clash with, with Zaki and Animo, but there's a couple of other very, very good horses uh, in there as well. And, and the shorts, uh, is very much a you know an Everest dress rehearsal. Pretty much all of the big Everest names are all uh, running in the same lead up. So uh, very very exciting days racing. So right now on this Thursday morning, the favourite for the Sir Rupert Clark, I wish I win, still hasn't gained a start. Looking at the market with Bet Three Six Five, you've got Dallasan at twenty three dollars, Laws of Indice at twenty one, Cinnawan at seventeen, I am Superman at fifteen, Graceful Girl thirteen, Anton at five dollars, Showmanship at seven dollars, Tuvalu at six dollars, Dragon Leap at seven fifty, and I wish I win at three twenty. How do you assess this race, especially with the favourite probably a fifty fifty chance of gaining a start on Saturday? Yeah, yeah, it's tricky assessing this race on a uh, on a Thursday morning. It, it could certainly change complexion. You know, you've got the favourite there, the second emergency, and and a very very strong chance in the first emergency in Dragon Leap. Uh, you look at the historical profiling of this race, um, and it's quite interesting. Over the last eleven years, seven winners have been third up, um, and one fourth up, and one eighth up. So it's a nine nine of the eleven winners have been third up or more, and yet a lot of the big chances in this race. Um, our first or second up, including, you know, I wish I win is a favourite. You have Tuvalu, uh, Shalo, Ayrton, all in the market, and they're all first up. Um, there's also uh, the vast majority of winners, eight out of the last 11, have under 18 career starts. So it's quite often a really good race for an upper comer, which makes sense being a, a handicap. Often the older horses who are up on the weights find it quite challenging. Uh, and only one mare's won in the last 11 years. Um, and the, the other factor is, is anything that's settled basically in the second half of the field in the last 11 years hasn't been able to win. So, so they, they usually, uh, a lot of them settle sort of between seventh and, and ninth. So getting that sort of nice run midfield and, and peeling out and charging home is a, a really good recipe for a Rupert Clark winner, but very hard to leave. It's also very hard to win from a long way back. Uh, so it's interesting with the favourite. Um, uh, he's, you know, incredibly impressive first up, uh, winning at Caulfield and, and, you know, with ratings and, and speed times quite similar to the Memsey. But he's second up here um, and, uh, you know, he's also um, mapping, from my perspective, be quite a long way back. So um, he's possibly got the tactical speed to settle earlier, but um, but if you rate him on his first up run, then he's actually going to be right out the back of the field. So there's a couple of risks there for for the favourite at sort of that $3.20 price. Um, certainly a handy field 
outside uh, of him. I thought Dragon Leap is the first emergency. Um, was really impressive closing fourth in, in the Mimsy Stakes. Um, ran very nice sectionals, getting home um, plus two point six for the last thousand meters. Uh, that was twenty fifth best of the of the day. And apart from sort of Iron Thunderstruck and Cascadia, and he was he was the best closer in the race. Um, you know, he got past uh, Alligator Blood and and um, some handy horses there, Western Empire and the like. Uh, he drops from 59 kg to 54 and a half, and 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 also sort of running well on the Menzi and then dropping down and in in, uh, in weight for this race have a really good record. So I thought Dragon Leap at uh, at eight dollars was uh, you know a very very nice chance in this race. Uh, Shalo, the horse who just absolutely flies fresh, four wins from five starts, first up um, has had a, a positive trainer change uh, here with Mick Price and Michael Kent taking over, and they are. Uh, you know, really looking like the premier uh, big race trainers at the moment in, in Victoria. They're just uh, winning with everything. So, you know, have to give Shiloh a good chance. Uh, my only negative with Shiloh just is, is uh, she's a real get-back horse um, and mares don't have a great record in this race. But, you know, her fresh track record is uh, something that needs to be considered at around $15. Um, Lords of Indices is a horse that I've got a lot of time for. I think he's going to win a group one at some point. He's first up here, which is a negative. He's also not well weighted, but he maps he maps perfectly in that sort of spot um, where I suggested where sort of you know you'd be probably uh, you know seventh or eighth and, and one off the fence. And so I think he's going to get a beautiful run. His uh, Golden Eagle fifth and his Jordan Rider third and in previous preps sort of reads really well from here. Um, and you got a horse like Showmanship, who's one eight from ten, really done nothing wrong. Uh, and this is one of those very consistent, lightly weight horses that also. Uh, profiles well for a race like this, so I'll be um, I'll be I'll be bidding against. I wish I win, just simply okay. the, you know being second up and mapping get a long way back. I think at um, I think at the price uh, I'll, I'll be looking elsewhere, and I think you know Dragon Leap I've got uh, you know rated really clearly on top based on that last run, and the laws of indices, Shalo and, and Showmanship I think are all sort of chances at, at double figure odds as well. So we'll take on the favourite if it gets a start anyway. And I wish I win and hopefully Dragon Leaps next into the field. The first emergency, the New Zealander there in the Sarupa Clark. Just before we take a, a break, I'll just get a quick comment with your selections in the Caulfield Guineas prelude and also the 1,000 Guineas prelude. Aft Cabin is the 240 favourite with bet 365 in the Caulfield Guineas prelude. He does look tough to beat, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. You know, he's he's, uh, he's fitting well. He, he everyone saw a sand down win. His, his ratings. He was plus eleven point four for the last six hundred meters, which is, you know, sort of exceptional numbers. And then I think he was just ridden too close in the in the McNeil, um, but he still ran very well. He was a very strong second. He got beaten by a very horse and jacket, uh, good horse and Jackano. So you know, I think Afcabin's going to be the one to beat. Uh, Ossie Pingo has a has a boom on him. Um, but, uh, you know, and had, had pretty strong figures at its second run at Rose Hill and in defeat. Um, he's first up, and, and I think a, a fit arc cabin's going to beat him. Uh, there's a couple of horses, I think, just to watch for going forward, although I, I, I think arc cabin's going to be the one to beat. Japanese Emperor um, was a very impressive winner at, at Sandown on debut. Um, ran plus 9.6 the last 1,000 metres with the... The best uh, closing rating over the last 1,800, 600, 400, 200 of the day at Sandown on debut ran 
incredible time, you know, better than a couple of BM70 races later on in the day, um, just smashed them on the clock, was sort of eight lengths above par. So Japanese Emperor is a very, very good horse. I think this is his first prep, so it's always hard to win anything in the spring in your first prep, but you know, he's the kind of horse who I think is going to be a Group 1 horse, uh, potentially in the awesome. And, and Berardino is another horse who might need a bit more time as well, but uh, he's actually a very good horse. So it's a very, very strong Caulfield Guineas. Um, from a thousand gillies prelude perspective, it's a it's a tricky little race, but I do think um, uh, Russian Conquest is one that I think can improve really sharply. Uh, he uh, she was very impressive in her first two runs, absolutely bolted in a round, but then you know got beat a nose by Cool and Gatter in the Magic Million, so has all sorts of talent. And since that run, has had three runs in absolute bog tracks in the Riesling, the Golden Slipper, and then and then first up. Um, at Group 2 level over 1,200. Finally comes back to a dry track here at Caulfield. That's, that's I think, why they're running at Caulfield. Uh, drawn nicely in seven and, and get Jamie Carr aboard and just sort of looking through the field. Uh, you know, she's she's the class runner um, along with Revolutionary Miss. And I, I think, um, you know, both those horses have the potential to improve sharply. But I, I do think Russian Conquest getting back on a dry track is the one who... You know, twelve dollars. Uh, uh, she's looking at a very nice price for that race. The Russian conquest and maybe revolutionary missing the thousand guineas prelude there at Caulfield for Dean Evans. Um, we'll take a quick break. This is Giddy Up with Gareth Hall on the other side of it. We'll take a close look at the George Main on Saturday at Ramwick with Dean. Welcome back to Giddy Up with Gareth Hall. Dean Evans from Winning Edge Investments is joining me as he always does on a Thursday. Dino, let's have a look at the George Main. Um, we've bet three six five. You've got Saki three forty, Animo two twenty. Uh, Profondo, 19, Joaz at 19, Fangirl at 10, and Hinge at $19. Is it a race in two, or do you think maybe a horse like Fangirl or Hinge or Joaz or even a Profondo, if the track is dry, can cause an upset? Yeah, look, interesting race from a, from a profiling perspective over the, the last 10 years. Five winners have, have come off a 14-day break and third up. Uh, four winners have come from the 28-day break and, and second up. Chris Wallace dominated the race. He's won eight of the last 10 editions, which is quite incredible. Um, and five-year-olds and six-year-olds have won eight of the last 10. Four-year-olds, despite a high representation, have only won uh, one. Um, it is a favourites race. Favourites have won eight of the last 10, and the, the highest price winners has only been $9.50 in the last 10 years. Um, and also horses with an average prize money index of, of 200k or above have won seven out of eight starters. Um, and Zaki and Converge, uh, sorry, Zaki and Animo are the only two qualifiers there. But what is interesting is there hasn't been a horse um, come out of the race um, second up, um, uh, sorry, of a 14-day break uh, second up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's Zaki's profile as an eight-year-old. So... Um, there hasn't been a horse who's managed to do it off that sort of profile. Um, Animo certainly got the right profile, second up uh, off a 28-day break, um, is a favourite, uh, as the best um, average prize money index, obviously a very classy horse. Um, having won multiple group ones, got a bit of nose in the, in the Cox Plate and won the Winks. Uh, first up, and, and J-Max sticks with him over, over Zaki. So from a profiling perspective, in most respects, uh, I've got Animo clearly over, over Zaki. The one negative with Animo is that uh, he's a four-year-old, and they've actually struggled in this race historically, uh, with usually the more seasoned five- and six-year-olds um, dominating. Uh, I did think the biggest danger to Animo was Fangirl, you know, very high-quality mare, won the Group 1 binary. She's a four-year-old mare as well. 
Um, she she races well fresh. She she trialled very nicely on the 12th of August. Was the quickest uh, of all trialers on the day um, for the last 400 metres. And then she was slow away in the winks behind Animo. Ran plus 10.5 for the last 600 metres, which was the quickest of the day. Uh, and you know Chris Waller has a really imposing record in this race. So so for that reason, I, I, I think uh, you know Fangirl is a really nice bet at sort of nine or ten dollars versus uh, Animo at the even money. Um, and the other one that I thought is, is sort of the forgotten horse is, is Converge. He's a really high-quality four-year-old. He won group run miles as a two-year-old and a three-year-old. And, uh, and, and Converge, you know, beat uh, Animo fair and square uh, when we were on him in the, in the round of guineas, you know, this track and distance just last prep. Um, Converge just doesn't handle a wet track, so you can put an absolute line through its first up run. It just uh, it just didn't have a little law behind, behind Zaki, and I'm sort of taking no... Uh, no note of that. Um, you know, he sort of failed in the Doncaster in a really wet track as well. But you know, when he gets on the dry track, he's he's an A grade horse. And I think at twenty six dollars, uh, you know, you've got Converge who, who beat Animo, the two dollar favourite, fair and square. Um, going around here, uh, you can even get thirty to one in some places. So so I think Spangirl sort of nine dollars and Converge at thirty to one uh, are chances of, of toppling um, uh, Animo and um, Anzaki who. You know, uh, I just think Zaki with, with James McDonald hopping off, we've, we've had other riders try to ride Zaki and fail before, like Craig Williams is a horse that really needs to keep going uh, in front and, and, you know, can't sort of be, be uh, set, set a soft tempo in front. He, he actually can't kick off that. So I just think with Tommy Berry's first ride on him, uh, it'll be interesting whether he, he can get the horse in the, in the rhythm and going quick enough. So I think I think Zaki's a bit of a risk and I, I think there's a couple of, Couple of referees who can who can topple uh, the top two. I'm glad you mentioned Fangirl. I, I love her around that ten dollar quote. Um, geez, the ten o'clock news is just quickly approaching, Dino. So just quickly, who wins the shorts? Nature Strip, Eduardo, Mask Crusader, Marzu, Classic Legend, Lost and Running Overpass. Yeah, like I think Classic Legend will need the run. Um, you know, so will Mask Crusader. Eduardo was impressive first up. Uh, you know, Nature Strip usually isn't wound up for these races, so it'll be interesting uh, to see how he goes. But he's often beatable, you know, first up, and we all know Waller's the master at getting him ready. So uh, for me, it's not really a bet race, but I, I think Eduardo can certainly topple Nature Strip because Eduardo usually is, is more wound up for these early races. Uh, and it'll just be interesting to see where Marzu sort of fits in. I think um, uh, he's sort of a horse that's more forward usually um, and can run well fresh. So. You know, I think Marzu will be running into the placings and then we'll see sort of Mars Crusader charging home hard with, with Classic Legend. But I think it probably is down to Eduardo and Nature Strip first up here. Love your work, Dino, of course, for our um, Giddy Up listeners on SEN Track. Just go to Winning Edge Investments. You type in SEN and you get 50% off um, for the rest of your life. It's the best value that you can get. And you're backing a winner already before Saturday. So, as always, Dino, thanks for your help, mate, and good luck this weekend. And can't wait to catch up with you next week. Fantastic. Thanks, Gareth. Great chatting with you and, and good luck on Saturday.